We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind Podcast, being brought to you this week by Untuck It. Before we do get going, though, a quick shout-out to our podcast partner, Prediction. They're helping give back this holiday season on what we like to call Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday supports the Center for Educational Innovation to help give kids life skills through esports and gaming. You can help make a difference by going to bit.ly backslash CEI esports. And now, let's get into it. All right, all right, all right. What is going on, everybody? Hope you're all doing well. Hello, Zan. Jake, how are you doing today? Fantastic. How about yourself? Welcome to the uh, 27th episode, by the way. Can you believe we're almost 30? That's just like... It's a, it's a draining effort. 30 weeks is like over half a year. We've been on this for a while now, but yeah, we're not at 30. Yeah. We're at 27 of the uh-huh. Esports Rewind podcast. Welcome back to all our audio listeners and YouTube listeners. Hello, people. Hello. And uh, today, as per usual, we're breaking down the latest and greatest and craziest in esports news. So you just want to bounce into it as per usual? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Timestamps might be down below. They usually are. So let's kick it. All right, Zan, for my first topic, I'm just going to fire away to you today. I'm just going to fire fast, fire hard, and see how you react under pressure. Are you down for that? Hey, let's do it. Okay, so we're back at the topic about, you know, player punishments out there in esports, and mm-hmm. if not, or if, yeah, if yes or if no, that players should be punished for what they say if they are currently signed uh, to an esports organization. I think I know what story you're referring to. <laughs> uh, you might know the path I'm going down for uh, the audio listeners. I, ha- I keep this notebook with me uh, often. My mom gave me this notebook, and I write down my ideas in it. My adorable. latest idea... <laughs> <laughs> it's a little cute little thing. Uh, my latest idea has been to write down player names and organization names that are tied to those players that have or have not reacted to their players when they when they have said some things they shouldn't say, whether it's homophobic slurs, defamatory, derogatory, racial. It's just things that I presume should not be said, but each is met with a different punishment. And so in the in the past week of me mentioning this, we've actually had Splice. They've had a member, Norris Scarin, the League of Legends team. He was caught using a form of a racial slur. And then 
a couple days later, a, a couple Brazilian guys from Red Canids CSGO roster both hit one with toxic behavior and one with a racial slur again. And so, Zan, I ask you, in, in simple terms, whether or not it's derogatory, homophobic, racial, do you think there should be a punishment placed on players who say these things when they're tied to organizations? And what should the punishment be? Is it subjective? Is it a variety of things? What, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's a, it's a very complex subject because, of course, what is potentially offensive to someone main is obviously not going to have the same effect on everybody oh right? man and we got the least yeah. offended crowd here in the youtube section i uh -huh. love you guys but i swear to i swear to goodness gracious that the reddit comments twitter replies mm -hmm. youtube comments people aren't offended by anything no yeah you you if you just read twitter comments you you, you could believe that people be totally fine with you like saying whatever yeah yeah you just say like, anything and someone out there's gonna go that's okay yeah you know but for you, yeah, you know what? I respect your right to say that. It, there's, <laughs> yeah. always, there's always one person that goes, but words don't matter. Yeah, like, right. There's no meaning to words unless you take the meaning. I'm like, what are you? When it, and I'm not trying to offend you guys, mm -hmm. and I know you're getting to your answer here. But no, but Jake, I respect your right to say that, though. So like, how can they be offended? I, mean, it, you have oh, right. just, <laughs> I think it, especially when it comes, my point is mm. when it comes to a professional player tied to an, a brand, you're tied to an organization, you have to live up to some sort of standard. You, it's not you and your homies talking. It's not you and your grade school, middle school, high school, college buddies in a, in a closed group. This is public stuff. And so when you're tied to an org who has sponsors who rely on you to be respectful, that's when it really, really matters, even mm. beyond it mattering in other conversations. Um, so yeah. anyway, back to the overall yeah. question. Yeah, on topic with the question, I do believe that pros, I feel like they may not realize this because esports is still like a very new industry. As long as we've been around, it is still new and it's like actual current. We're all being professional state, you know, like mm -hmm. suit and tie type beat. And I don't know if players realize that they, they represent the org in literally everything they do publicly. Mm -hmm. And if you are a company, then do you at all want to be tangentially associated with somebody saying something that even say, even if it doesn't make everybody angry, if it makes 50% of people angry, that's a lot of people. That's, that's a, lot of, a lot of impressions or, mm -hmm. you know, sponsors or partners that possibly right. could be looking away because you have mm -hmm. a problematic player. Yeah. Um, I know it's not an easy answer because obviously mm. it's so subjective. Yeah, of course. I've just seen it time and time again. I've already listed off the offenses, and I already have a, a list of orgs out there who have not really. Mm. They've maybe silent, they've, they've punished or come forward about it. I don't think I've seen an organization yet. Correct me in the comments if I am incorrect here, guys. I don't think I've seen a single esports organization, once they have signed a player, actually let them go based off behavior. Besides, I think I know of one from CSGO. That's mm -hmm. a, a CSGO pro known as KNG. Um, he threatened oh, to kill yeah. another I heard player. that, yeah. And so that's that what, was really an extreme. That was like... <laughs> like <laughs> they were like, okay, if you would just call the person, it would have been okay. Anything but murder, KNG. <laughs> like, come on, man. Um, but literally, like, besides that example, when it mm -hmm. comes to toxic behavior, racial, homophobic slurs, I don't think anyone's ever let their player go. Um, and again, we could be obviously wrong about that, but um, I think it's pretty crazy. And I think we are slowly approaching a time, especially where there is more and more money being involved. We will see more organizations, if not avoid these players, they will be let go and they will be heavily punished for it. So I'm curious how it's going to grow into it. You know what, actually real quick, and I know, I'm sorry, that was a really nice way to end the segment. No, you're fine. But like, yeah, uh, I think at this point, to your point, I don't know if orgs feel comfortable enough letting go players, especially in the middle of a season. 
Because then what are you doing? You're scrambling to find a new person. Yeah. You've got to get that person approved by whatever league you're in. I definitely understand it. really just derails things. And I think it can't be left up to the orgs for that reason alone. I think it would have to be, punishment would have to come down from either. TOs or. Yeah, TOs or. Or even developer. Yeah, yeah, like like Riot Riot does that. Riot will absolutely reach out and be like, hey, yeah, you know. And that's the only thing that works, realistically speaking. And I'm not trying to blame the organizations because if I was an owner and if I was. It's a tough spot to be If you were paying six figures for a guy and and he said a word, which Mm. you may may or may not be offended by, yeah, it can be tough to let him go if it's going to cost you an entire season. In an esport, yeah, it's a tough situation. Oh, and then, yeah, you lose all your all of your investment in that player. Oh yeah, yeah. and then your investors even more pissed off. And mm-hmm. if you, it's it's yeah. complicated. Yeah, I think messy. we're growing with it. I mm-hmm. think I'm going to continue to expand on it here on the channel as well as esports orgs react. It's just a tough situation to be in, and uh, I think it's going to be more influential as we do grow into a, an even bigger esports scene in the future. Mm-hmm. All right, Jake, we're going. I'm going to talk about something real quick. It's almost more of a PSA in a way. Oh. But it was like, you know, yeah, you know, here at Esports Talk, we like to say we care. I love, you know? I love PSAs. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. comes out, oh, yes. Yeah, right after, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. If you guys have not seen our PSA <laughs> video, nice, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. I love doing it's that. all about cross-promotion. So fun. Yeah. So freaking yeah. fun. Anyway, yeah, your PSA. Video. Anyway, yeah, so real quick, we're going to talk, talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Ooh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, they're an NBA team, you know, actual NBA, like for real, for real, right? <laughs> this ain't no eSport 2K league, all right, yeah, Mark this, Cuban? This is a, this is a NBA team valued at, I believe it was $1.3 billion. Sounds about right. So, you know, they got change. They got, yeah. a, little, they got a little, you know, money. And so they just started an eSports team relatively recently, within the past, like, three years or so, right? Okay. Uh, they're called Bucks Gaming. And Bucks Gaming. Yeah, as far as I can tell, they only compete in NBA 2K League. Which you know, this is a, this is a common thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious what you're gonna say. There's next. a lot of these orgs that pop up. that are just like, yeah, we, we're just sports. Yeah, to, yeah. I mean, to give people mm-hmm. a quick comparison, I don't mm-hmm. want to get you off. No, yeah, no, go for it. Go We've for been it. talking about Mark Cuban, and we have mm-hmm. more videos coming out about him. He's tied to the Mavericks, also yeah. NBA team. They're about I think like 2.3 billion dollars. They're primarily also in 2K League with Mavs mm-hmm. Gaming. So we have Bucks Gaming, Mavs, real creative. The, yeah, right, right. They're just like, okay. Hmm. We have $2 billion. Let's think of a name. How about... We just take the Milwaukee part off and, and we add gaming. We, we have our team name and we add gaming. That's pretty, yeah. I mean, to be fair... I mean, they could have done anything. What else like, are you going to yeah. for brand? Anyway, I sorry. Know. I don't know. I feel like there's 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 something that could have been done there. Yeah, a little for bit sure. More but anyway, Bucks Gaming. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so... Um, they decided to have a contest on Twitter where they reached out to their community. They were like, hey, we want a new header image. Y'all design it for us. Give us, uh, and you know, we'll we'll see. We'll pick whichever one we decide is the best. Okay. See it time to time. You know. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, at the end of the day, isn't the worst ask. But the problem with it was they off they asked for a header in exchange for just like a free shirt, essentially, right? Mm. And the graphic design community got you know understandably a little bit bothered because let's be real, companies like this have been trying to rip off graphic designers since like five minutes after oh, graphic designers. I should have seen where you were going with this, to be honest. If you guys don't know, Zan's, yeah. in, you're kind of like our utility guy, but also yeah. graphic design guy. Sorry, mm. I'm breaking my microphone as I'm saying this. So now I understand what direction you're going. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, your community, not your community, but designers, obviously when it comes to making this kind of stuff, expect right. a bit more. It, you will not find this kind of work done mm. for a shirt. No, yeah, in not, most not, not for a company like this. I mean, not when it's for like, the, like you said, yeah. worth one point three billion, <laughs> and you're offering a shirt for esports. Yeah, work. right, right. Like you, like not even like. Let me give you a hundred bucks or something. That's nothing. Yeah, that's like yeah. And you know, it would have. This would not even. I mean, this would not even be a story 
if not for the way they responded to oh, everything. Boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, because, you know, you hate Come to on, see Bucks. it. Come on, Bucks. How'd they respond? Yeah, so uh, some dude uh, messaged them, or, you know, just sent them, like, a Twitter message, like, you know, very, very basic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said something well. He said, bills can't be paid with merch. Uh, select and pay a designer the, uh, you know, the proper way. And Bucks responded by saying, yeah, well, you know, get a job then. Wait, wait, wait. So are there screenshots of these DMs? Yes, there are screenshots. So this, 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 uh, uh, can, we, can we call him a GD, graphic designer? Yeah, yeah. A random GD who mm. uh, did probably did or did not submit work, just wanted to no, call no, them out and say, no, hey, yeah. bills aren't paid by T-shirts, and mm. they respond. Get a job. They actually responded. They actually, oh, I will God. say in quotes, this is a direct quote, get a job then. <laughs> End quote. You will, oh man, because that now I'm taking it different yeah. ways. Not mm-hmm. only did they not have to respond on, secondly, yeah. you're asking GDs to do work for you yeah. and then telling GDs uh-huh. to get actual jobs. Mm-hmm. Holy frick. And you want to be in esports. Yeah, right? Yes. right. Like, so anyway, this is a PSA. Throw a couple bucks in there. It's not a big deal. And we have seen this uh-huh. time and time again. We have several <coughs> orgs out there who have problematic social media teams mm-hmm. and also around graphic work. Uh, NIP comes to mind. Right. We had another one recently. It's it. Uh, I don't want to get this wrong. Pittsburgh Embers, I do believe. Uh, the R6 drama yeah, we covered I always here. get them confused with the other with the Knights, Pittsburgh. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Either one like, of them. Yeah, uh-huh. <sighs> Do you have a bottom line for this to close yeah. on some sort of happy note? I mean, happy note. We can look at some of the art that the designers did to make fun of them. Oh, no. There's so some you classy... guys fired back again? Oh, heck yes. <laughs> it's all like, for those of you who can't see this, I apologize for our audio listeners, <laughs> but several graphic designers oh, took it upon themselves. Dude, the first one. The first <laughs> Sorry for audio listeners. So yeah. again, uh, Bucks were told to make uh, ask GDs to make some work for them, mm. and now everyone's memeing on them and saying the first one is an obvious Buck, and it says no Bucks for artists. <laughs> and the next one is just freaking squiggles. It's just MS Paint squiggles that just says I think it says yeah. At Bucks GG Esports is our passion, like like written by like a three year old. And then third one is a. <laughs> Just a squiggle of a buck. It's not even a buck. Uh, bucks, pay your designer. Design is a profession. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you hate to see yeah. it. PSA, mm-hmm. to all, uh, PSA to all 2K or NBA orgs in esports, mm-hmm. don't trash talk GDs and pay. Actually pay. You're worth billions. And mm-hmm. a lot of these orgs have already made facilities. I know right, Mavs yeah. Gaming, like a 20,000 square foot facility. Mm-hmm. Pay in cash. You don't gotta yeah, right. pay much. Just pay something <laughs> besides a t-shirt. Yeah, anything. <laughs> All right, Zan. Again, quick story, hitting you hard, hitting you fast. Quick Rapid thoughts fire. about Rapid this. Uh, my story is is one that I think was overlooked by a large portion of the community out there because I often find that now that I cover a lot of news out there and I try and like make twisted videos, that I find things interesting that other people are like, I don't care about. <laughs> but it doesn't stop me from sharing it. This is actually gonna be what I think is a precedence for esports players. Okay. Um, so recently we found out, I think it was actually two to three months ago, that OG, notorious Dota 2 organization, uh, they've won back-to-back internationals. Uh, a couple of their players have ownership in that organization. Mm. Obviously a super cool thing. We found out about CSGO players, League of Legends players, other players who are now getting equity in the organizations. A super cool thing for the future. These OG guys have been rumored to actually be acquiring a CSGO roster. And so with that, we have now found out via Danish trademarks that two of those players who still currently play Dota 2 will now have ownership not only in their own org, like the Astralis guys from CSGO do, but they will now also ownership in their CSGO team that they're hiring the players for. 
That's interesting. And I, I do believe, you know, we have Nate Shot, a former pro player, not currently playing. He owns his own organization. But now we have current esports players. Meanwhile, while they're playing, they own other esports players. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super cool. Um, it's just super weird to me of a concept. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't think it's a conflict of interest. And by the mm-hmm. way, anyone who's curious, it's the OG Dota members, uh, No Tail and Seb. They now have, I think they actually combined, they have about 60% ownership in OG for Dota 2, as well as the subsidiary subsidiary company now registered for CSGO. They will own 60% of that. And so I think it's a first time thing here in esports and a super cool thing. And I guess quick thoughts bouncing off you. Do you think this is the future? And if so, uh, do you think we'll continue to see this more often in terms of a nade shot route of players going on to own organizations or players still playing and trying to invest around themselves does that does that make sense yeah yeah absolutely i think uh, i 100 percent follow what you're throwing down like i think uh guy from tsm bjergsen bjergsen yeah he did the same thing recently right yeah. he acquired like part ownership and i think that's definitely the smart move mm-hmm. especially as an esports player because i think sticking by sticking with one team uh for an extended period <coughs> pardon me Whoa! yeah you hate to see it <laughs> yeah for for an extended period of time you're not only building the team's brand but you're building your own brand really nicely because mm-hmm. if you're in one place then pe- it's a lot easier for people to follow you and become attached to you right mm-hmm. and in that same sense they can get like a lot bigger return directly from their work if they perform well if they can provide a deeper perspective as a player that an mm-hmm. investor may not have like they can see a return from that it's got to be huge incentive. Like you can mm. imagine, if you own something you want and you are a part of it, right. and you're working and playing for it, you know, all of a sudden when you play and you win or you do well, you're not only getting prize earnings, but your overall value of your company that you play for mm. is is going up. It's right. it's a very weird concept, and um, I think it's very cool to finally be seeing it in esports. We know of a few players here and there, but it's certainly over the past year and a half, two years, at least it's come out more that we've know we now know players that are just straight up playing for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's super cool, hopefully going to be a, more of a thing in the future. And I do believe, I currently do believe these are the only actual current player owners out there who are not only currently playing in the esport themselves, but owning players in other esports while still competing. So we'll see if it does become a thing in the future. And uh, yeah, sounds pretty cool. And before our next topic, everybody, a quick shout out to this week's sponsor. Yet again, Untuck It is the original button-down shirts designed to be worn untucked. And with holidays right around the corner, there is no better gift for a guy who needs a clothing upgrade, like myself. With more than 50 fit combinations, Untuck It looks good on guys of all ages, no matter what their build, so you always find a great shirt that fits your frame just right. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's UntuckIt.com, promo code BLUE for 20% off. And now, let's get back into the podcast. Okay, Jake, this might be the first time, literally the first time on this podcast where I say I have a short story and it's actually a short story. Oh, God dang. What a miracle. We're going right? to find out. Yeah. So, and it can be summed up in one sentence. Would you believe me if I told you a congresswoman was better than you at League of Legends? Okay, that was a long <laughs> freaking sentence. And I do understand what yeah. you said because I saw this headline mm-hmm. and I'm surprised we didn't cover it. <clears throat> We do have a League of Legends content creator, but I guess uh, I guess we're just not covering all the stories out there. Well, you I, know, we can just be like the other great company. Let's call them the Point yeah. and upload a story about it. Like you exactly. know, like two oh, weeks God. later. Dude, I hope no one understands what you just said, but I'm I'm sure we could. Yeah, um, uh-huh. Now, 
who are you talking about? For those that do not know, because I'm going to mess up her name if I try and say it. Okay, yeah. The, the congresswoman's name is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and I believe I pronounced that correctly. That was Hopefully. pretty That sounds right. Yeah. And I'm not going to give any political... <laughs> yeah, uh, we're not getting political Because about this I know that no matter who it is, mm. and I think she as well has a lot of controversial stuff around her. Although, when I saw this trending, mm. I was like, wow. Because I think my first thought is, Rick Fox... Rest in peace, Echo Fox. Um, I think Who? she's like, I think she's now, uh, forgive me if I don't know that, if I got it switched around, I'm pretty sure she's a higher rank than Rick Fox. I think he yeah, just got yeah. into Iron. I, I, I do think I, yeah, yeah. When I was talking to you about this with my friend, yeah. I'm not 100% yeah, sure though. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that, but either I way, believe, they are pretty close in rank. Yeah, she's silver four, I believe. Well, it's, I think she's iron, right? Or sh was she silver? I, th I think silver. Should we clear? I should have clarified. This I'm 99% sure it's silver because I, okay, I, I literally I'm pretty like. Okay, sure I, I Rick did. Fox is an iron, and that like. Uh, well, I don't. I don't know league rank, so I literally don't even know if we're iron really is really messing than this up right now. Yeah, all I wanted to say is that it is amazing that we're finally. It is 2019. And we're at a point where our politicians are actually playing games to the point where they're ranked like this. Yeah, let's just hope because like, we've seen a lot yeah. of uh, candidates out there, candidates or uh, Congress members or yeah. people in that in that realm of things that support video games. We've yeah. also seen the exact opposite, though. Right. I'd say we, I'd say we see more of the exact opposite. Well, I mean, we've yeah. seen a lot of them fighting against loot boxes, against you yeah. know about uh, pay-to-play things. But also, I've seen some. I think actually in Brazil, um, I don't want to call out other countries out there. I, I think I've seen some actually fighting to get esports removed as a as a sport. So it's yeah. been a lot of back and forth. Either yeah. way. Way, this story in itself, like, that's impressive for someone yeah. of that nature yeah, and power to have the time to progress. Yeah, to right. Like, because it is—it's not easy. That's you a grind. Legends, you guys are freaks. <laughs> it's a competitive scene, just like any other out mm -hmm. there. So, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to having a congresswoman, correct? Yeah, congresswoman. Play the most popular game in the world. Hey, more power to you. Yeah. It's, it's it's just it's great to see. If it was just D like Trump doing smile. it, it'd yeah. be freaking <laughs> even more controversial. But as of right now, we'll take it. Mm -hmm. But when mm -hmm. it comes time, Alexandra, Alexandria. But just remember, when it comes time to defend us, all right, we got your back <laughs> yeah. on Reddit. You got our back up there in the courthouse. Uh -huh. All right, all right, Zan. You give me. You know what? I'm gonna try and keep this one short. I have no idea what other talking points we want to stringe off about this, but this is just a, a, a mind blowing thing that I found out this week. Thanks to our Discord. You know, we've, oh, got, okay, a, okay. we've got a ton of DMs. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks to all of you guys who send us DMs or leave comments. A ton of video ideas mm -hmm. actually not, not only coming from Reddit or other sources out there, but yes, uh, Discord as well as our Twitter DMs are a huge source of that. This is actually one of our Chinese viewers out there. Huge shouts to you. Um, I'm going to call you Zhu. Um, he dropped some crazy articles out there. This one all around Invictus Gaming, which, by the way, fun fact for anyone who did not have an idea, and I assume it's a lot of people out there, mm. Invictus Gaming is ran by one of the wealthiest people in China. Who? So, is it the Alibaba guy? or No, no, no. Different. Oh, okay, I okay. believe, well, again, I don't know. Yeah, I don't okay. know about that. I didn't uh, look at stringent connections over here, but uh, I believe Invictus Gaming is actually ran by one of China's biggest billionaires. That's actually Wang Sukong. He's worth $12.5 billion. That name sounds very familiar. And so uh, it's Wang. I mean, yeah, I, I know how to spell it. Yeah. You do? Yeah, yeah. And so he's actually the son of what's believed to be the wealthiest billionaire in China. And I think his name is Wang Jianlin. And he's worth over $30 billion. Mm -hmm. And so it's just crazy to me to think we have come this far. And we've also covered so much esports news here. And I had no idea the entire time this Chinese organization was run by one of the wealthiest people in China's son. It's just like. Yeah, it's weird. I, 
But to be fair, I mean, I guess why would you know, right? It's not like they want to be like, hey, guys, check I out mean, my eSports org. This, this yeah, is the right. same dude. Uh, this this Wang guy, Wang uh, Sakong, has apparently gone viral. He's he's quite literally, to some extent, a lot like our our politicians, our Donald Trump. He'll go viral for the weirdest things. Mm. I think he actually went viral for eating a hot dog at one point in time. Yeah, dude I is think, worth. I think that's exactly where I know him from. Yeah. It's like just nonsense yes. like that. Yeah, dude is worth twelve and a half billion dollars. Mm. Loves esports. Mm. He is, to my knowledge, again we're setting precedents here, Zan, mm. the wealthiest man in esports, and he's tied to is Invictus he really? Gaming. 12. Is he wealthier than uh, C- Cuban? Twelve point five billion. It's got to be goddamn close. Cuban. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> frick you, man. Frick, you gotta, he is the wealthiest man in Chinese esports. So, besides his dad, who's stringently tied to him. Mm-hmm. Um, just a quick fact out there. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. It just then it also begs the question when it comes to this bubble popping. Invictus Gaming. They're probably not going anywhere. No, yeah. That, that's if you got that's 12, a pretty good chance. They're just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, everybody else is like, oh, no, where are we going to get the money? They're just like, oh, and Wang do you guys want up, some Mai Tais? Yeah. Or like, you know, what's up? Like, looking up to his dad, <laughs> yeah. like, hey, man. Like, uh, So, yeah, I, I think it's very curious to see where this will take things in the Chinese scene. Mm-hmm. If we'll see other Chinese titans or Asian titans or uh, uh, men and or women of that wealth come into the scene mm-hmm. because, oh, Wang is involved in this esports thing. You know what? Actually, his dad... I think and I think he as well. They're like really heavily involved in real estate in China. Um, I'm sure they're involved in a lot of things. Yeah. And if you if if you if you guys have been paying attention to the podcast in recent episodes, there's a lot of real estate development going on in China for esports. Oh yeah. There's a ton of land being bought oh up. They have gosh. a whole city dedicated to Frick, esports. Yeah, now. all the video game cities are. Yeah, yeah, they're up all well. showing up in China. And even disperse. Wow, mm. we're such we're so good. Disperse, <laughs> disperse off that, dude. Uh-huh. In America, there are a yeah. lot of real estate investors also going into the yeah, esports scene e-sports, because right? we have a ton of cities right. going into esports. Yeah. Like you mentioned two podcasts ago or so, mm. you know how how cities are actually making a good chunk of revenue yes. off of some events out there. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing. I think it was Lee Zivin. I think he's actually backed out now, but <laughs> a ton Riff. of real estate guys besides him are getting involved in some sense or another. So. It's here in America. It's there in China. Billions and billions of dollars. And I think it's going to just... Oh, I see, I'm not at the point where I want to do some investigative journalism now. Yeah. I want to see if like somehow this guy is making money off of telling his friends, like, hey, you know, this esports thing is cool, so maybe... You buy my building, and then you can build your thing here. Yeah, we're gonna. Like, hey, yeah. we're gonna have connections. We're looking okay? into it. Yes, it's not only Wang Jianlin and Wang Sakong. There are other people tied to this, and we're gonna get to the freaking bottom of it. Either way, IG esports bubble don't exist to them. Jake, Zan, I think I might have finally figured out Microsoft's plan for Mixer. You know, I'm actually really excited to hear this because we've talked about this. Hello, Quite a audio bit listeners. Yeah. I'm leaning into the microphone. <laughs> I'm just so tired today. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, for anyone who wants a little bit of a background, we've talked about this Mixer versus Twitch versus YouTube war for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. Zan's ultimate battle plan we talked about last week, and uh, pretty much it revolved around having some sort of Amazon Prime competitor for Mixer. To have. So we've been talking a lot about this. So, so what is yeah. now their next move? Uh, so uh, explaining this will take a little bit of setup. Have you heard of Project xCloud? No. Okay, so easier for listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if everybody's on the same page, great. Just give one general explanation. Uh, Project X Cloud is Microsoft's code name for their cloud-based streaming service for their games. I love how they code name things like it's a war plan. No, yeah, right. (laughs) And they they they, their code names stick around for so long. (laughs) Sony's over here just like yeah, it's the PS5. Xbox is like we have the X Cloud. No, I think it's like it's the Scarlet. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, yeah, but um, anyway, yeah, so it's, it's basically Microsoft's version of Stadia, PlayStation Now, that type of service, right? And it's going to be working on phones, PCs, TVs, you know, everywhere, you name it. Mm -hmm. No release date yet. No pricing structure yet. Still very much, I think it's going, it's already in beta now. Got good impressions going into a broader beta next year for free for anybody who wants to give it a shot. And their whole thing with that, they're saying, is going to really set them apart from their competitors, aside from maybe PlayStation, is the fact that they're going to have like 3,500 games available on that service at launch is their plan. Sorry, so um, just to catch viewers up really quick, right. um, Microsoft mm -hmm. is trying to make this thing called xCloud, yes. which will rival that of Google Stadia? Yes. Okay. Or PlayStation Now. Okay. If people are more familiar with that, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I understand now. I've caught mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. 3,500 games. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of games. It's a lot of that's games. That's a big announcement. Yeah, Stadia launches with 12. <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> Big <nuts>. difference. <laughs> so there's already competitors for that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But we don't know when xCloud is launching. They, they have not said anything about a vague release date. At best, they said, like, you know, more people will get to try it out in 2020. Either way, that's yeah, coming. Either way, very interesting, yes. So, how does this connect back to Mixer? Mixer's current problem, their actual, the core issue that they have is a lack of active viewership. Like, they have... People get really pissed off when yeah. you say that, but yeah. that's, at the end of the day, what I think is, yeah, that's what yeah. I... But uh, sorry, I've been reading mm. a lot of comments lately mm. that are like, I, Mixer's only been around for a few years compared to Twitch. I'm, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah. not wrong, yeah, guys. Not but wrong. like, when it comes down to it, I don't care if Mixer's been around for three months or 45 years. And they, mm. They're not rivaling, rivaling words. That you guys are, <laughs> they're not competing on viewership yet. So yes, yeah, they're just that like, is a key yeah. thing to work on. And nothing that they've done so far has looked like it's had any kind of appreciable effect on that one thing. The yeah, active it's, it's had an yeah. increase, but not near as it's not yeah, not 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 enough, not yes. nearly enough to really matter. And I hope they can right, viewers yeah. can understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is not us hating on Mixer. No, this we is actually really like, love yeah, Mixer. Yeah, I honestly I prefer Mixer to Twitch like very heavily, but like you know let's we can be real. all agree they have a so lot let's be to realistic. Do. Yeah. So this X yeah. Cloud, how is this gonna, how will this benefit Mixer in the future? So one of the things Mixer already lets you do is like if you are a streamer, you can hand over control of your game to someone watching your stream. You can? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that, so. No, yeah, I don't know how many streamers actually do that. That sounds like a very scary thing to do. Yeah, right? right? <laughs> and Matt, can you only imagine you hand over your controller, you immediately see in chat just like typing like, like slurs oh, like. Right. Oh, I, I, was, I wasn't even going on the slur. <laughs> I, I was like, all of a sudden in chat, just freaking Morse code or some kind of code. All of a sudden mm -hmm. you're hacking and just, ah. <laughs> But yeah, that's another thing. You yeah, right. Just a bunch right. of slurs and you're just done just uh -huh, like that. Uh-huh. Say goodbye to your career, right? But anyway, yeah, so they've got that already implemented. And one of the big things with Stadia is the ability to just be on YouTube and see a game trailer and say, hey, I want to play that, and just click a button and be playing it. Mixer could do the same thing here. Mixer could very much partner with xCloud and say you're watching a game from your favorite streamer, right? And you're like, hey, you know, I'd like to play this game. Maybe play with them, right? Mm -hmm. It'd be super easy for them to just like say, okay, they're playing this game. Here's a button. Click the button, play the game. Click the button, buy the game. Just be in like that. Yeah. Play with the streamer. Get more Mixer engagement. Mixer backed by Mac Microsoft as well. For anyone mm -hmm. who didn't know. So yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I think they Microsoft, would potentially work together. Okay, so Microsoft mm -hmm. has XCloud, a future mm -hmm. thing which might give Mixer also back with Microsoft and their streamers uh, and all of their viewers access 
So if you're if you're watching a streamer like Ninja or Shroud on Mixer, they're mm. playing whatever game. If Mixer partners with XCloud, all of a sudden you have the access to the click, the ease of a button to play mm. the same game your streamer is playing. Yeah, without downloading anything, without having to go through any like loopholes, or just like hey, as click long as it. you're paying for as the long as, as long as you're paying for the service, whatever the price is. That is. Yeah, which is the question. We have, we don't know what the price is yet. And we don't know if they're planning to do this, but in my mind, this is the only thing that makes sense considering they haven't already partnered with Game Pass. But it also begs the question as to, you know, what benefit does that have to the Mixer platform necessarily? I think from an in terms of viewership. I think from a from a viewership perspective, I think it could do a lot for engagement. Like let's say with with Mixer, you're watching your favorite guy play a stream, right? And Mixer is like, hey, you know, you can join your this person's lobby. Or like say you're pl they're playing an open world see, game and hopping in the same yeah, session. Yeah, see that's a different yeah. a different yeah. picture than Which just is, getting the game itself. Yeah, yeah, obviously, but I mean, just having the game itself there opens up a lot of possibilities if it's all interconnected. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I don't think I it think, would hurt the platform at all. Yeah, obviously. I think they could do stuff with like loot drops. They could run that through XCloud. Yeah, like get free items in game. Just go through there, and so people would actually have a good reason to show up. And then on top of that, you need some sort of Xbox Game Pass, right. uh, you know, free subscription ties as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it also benefits xCloud a lot. Maybe Mixer, maybe not so much. You know. Hey, well, at the end of the day, Microsoft is making the money, so who cares to a certain extent? My right? last point yeah. would be when it comes to most of the streamers they're watching right now, like Shroud. Mm. Shroud's a variety streamer, but I wouldn't say heavy variety. Ninja's mm. not heavy variety whatsoever, playing Call of Duty and Fortnite mainly right now. Mm. Um, so I think you'd have to have a lot of variety streamers, and then it becomes very beneficial, like a Lyric or a right. Summit. And all of a sudden, yes, there's such heavy engagement, and those streamers have such high incentives to stream on Mixer because if they're partnered with xCloud and they're referring people, mm -hmm. that's just bad. No, yeah, it's more money in um, their pockets. If you can get some kind of xCloud deal between xCloud and Mixer where you, you buy one membership, you get a free subscription on yeah. Mixer or whatever, that would counter the Prime subs pretty nicely. I think it's definitely an interesting idea. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I obviously we're probably months away, if not more, from that coming together. Mm -hmm. But it's certainly a good idea, and I'm sure that that's one amongst many that Mixer has in mind that hopefully would... Yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping to do something. They need to do something. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone's in agreement that mm. it can't. You can't just sign people. There's got to be something else here mm. uh, sometime in 2020 to come along with other streamers. Right. Um, as we await more streamers going to Mixer, though, hopefully other big announcements do do come with it. Yeah, fingers crossed. All right, Zan. Closing statements, my good sir. I know you have some for the viewers out there. Yeah, yeah. You know what? As always, if you are a you know checking us out on YouTube, hi, hello, thank you so much. If you want to listen to the audio version of the podcast, you can check us out on the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. It's spelled right there: P R E E D I C T I O N. You know, and you know, there's a ton of other great esports podcasts there too. So maybe you download the Esports Rewind. Maybe you find like something else that you're interested mm -hmm. in too. You know, uh, aside from that, Jake mentioned it earlier, but hey, we have a Discord. Feel free to join and come hang out, share some stories, you know, talk a bit. You know, we love to interact with people there. As always, feel free to send us DMs on Twitter. We love, love getting, DMs. Love getting your messages. Things are insanely busy. I do not know if there's a word in the dictionary for how busy things are. I know we right say now. it every week, but it's just tiring, man. Yeah, it's it's really kind of ramped up a little bit. Like from we were we were already kind of at like 90% and now we're kind of like at like 102 it's in a weird way. Something else, man. Yeah. 
I think we so, we just reached a point where there's endless content out there, and mm-hmm. we, we appreciate you guys for it. Yeah, uh, definitely. But for sure, we'll be back here same time as per usual, guys. Mm-hmm. Really been enjoying doing the highlight videos for the podcast as yeah, well, absolutely. but always appreciate you guys listening uh, into the Esports Rewind podcast, recapping every single week's worth of esports and gaming news, or at least some of the interesting topics out there. Until next time, that was episode 27. I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> hey, real quick, let's do a YouTube real quick. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, if you guys are somehow talk. still here, you're yeah. an absolute trooper. Yeah, really, it's you're the real ones. We appreciate <laughs> you. And when we say like, comment, subscribe, that does actually help us quite a bit. So yeah, by all sure. means, please. Yeah. But as always, thank you all Not for watching. Mandatory. Same time every <laughs> single week, Esports Rewind Podcast. Thank you all for watching. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see y'all back here sometime soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.